now arriving, the Let's Talk Train Show. All Good afternoon. Welcome to the Let's Talk Train Show with the amazing Chris Gensler, hosting the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation. Let's Talk Trains. I'll be back to talk to you for my 2016 year. Here we go. Join us and help us make the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation better than ever. Your membership will help us further enhance our exhibits and attractions in north-central Missouri, including the Let's Talk Train Show. Our goal is to set up a museum dedicated to passenger rail history, including Amtrak, located in La Plata, Missouri. Memberships and contributions from friends like you will help us achieve this goal. For more information about the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation, membership, and opportunities available, visit our website, www.aprhf.org. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Let's Talk Train Show. You're here with the amazing Chris Gensler from a In Between Storms in Santa Ana this morning. We have had plenty of rain. We're up to four and a, over four and a half inches of rain so far, so we're halfway, almost halfway to our yearly total. And the rail miles for everybody who worries about such things is now one million four hundred and seventy-three thousand uh, zero 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 five zero zero five point two. That was as of last Sunday. I've been busy at work, at school. Things are going good there. Now, for anybody coming to Winter Ale in Corvallis, Oregon, I am hosting a trip uh, Friday morning before that. So that would be March 17th. Winter Ale is, of course, March 18th. Just put Google in the Winter Ale. I mean, put Winter Ale 2017 into Google. Go to the front page of that. If you're coming, great, but you can also just come and ride my trip on the Albany and Eastern. We're going to go from Lebanon to Sweet Home. It's going to be a $55 trip. Send a self-stamped envelope with your ticket order to me. I'll get your tickets out to you, and we're going to have some fun. This is the Oregon Electric Line, and so it's some historic rail, and we're going to have a good time doing that. So with that 2016 review with you people, and the way I'm going to do this, I'm just going to go through my winter rail program, and if anybody calls, you can go ahead and call. You know the number to call, and I'll give it to you later. So here we go. First thing I first weekend of January, we went up to the Mojave Sub, BNSF Mojave sub between Mojave and Barstow. We got some trains out of Jim Gray the first day. And Jim Gray is at the crest of a little hill out there, so you get the trains coming 
east up the grade and west they come. You can see the westbound trains here coming for about, oh, 20 minutes before they ever get to you. So that's a real neat spot to sit at. And so we caught some trains there, and uh, next morning we went, caught one eastbound, one westbound train up between Hinkle and Jim Gray. Then we came back to Jim Gray and got a real nice, colorful train with a BNSF unit, a C, city rail unit, a CSX unit, two BNSF, more units and a yellow local BNSF engine on it. From there, we went on over to a nice deep cut near just west, of, east of Sanborn, and got a real nice looking trash train coming through there. So that was the very first trip of the year of taking photographs. That went really well. Then the next thing we did was a trip with the LA Rail Railroad Transportation Museum people. They did a pre opening of the Pasadena Gold Lines extension up to Citrus College. So the way we did this trip was we all got met at Union Station. We got on the first car of a train. When we got to Sierra Madre, they kicked everybody else off, with the exception of us. We rode the first car out to the end of the line. We did photos at Sierra, Sierra Madre Citrus Station. Then we boarded a bus, went to the new Gold Line shop facility out there, and this place was fantastic. So we got to see the cars in their inspection pits. We got to go. Got, we got a complete tour of that building. So that was really a neat experience. From there, we got on the bus. We went back to down to L.A. We went to the shop right along the L.A. River, took a tour of that, and that was really a neat trip. So that leads us now into March, and March is, of course, a winter rail. So we, of course, flew up to Portland, Oregon this year. So I have a nice picture right in front of me of Mount Shasta, Mount Shastina. Then we did the new TriMet line down to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I think they call it in Oregon. And we did that. Really, that was a lot of fun. Then we came back in and did the Beeline Loop from the Oregon Transportation Museum. We went across the River, and then I discovered there was another piece of the Milwaukee line. I needed to still ride down the hill from it. So we did the B loop, and then we went back into on the east side of the Willamette River and looped back to the west side. Then we went and rolled the A line back, and it goes a kind of a different route. And then we took that up to the top of the hill, and then we waited and took the trimail train back down the hill, crossing the river again, at which time we then stopped at the Oregon Heritage Railroad Center, home of the SP-4449. I had set up with Ashlyn Drake to meet us there so he could give us a good tour. So for this great tour, what we ended up doing was we had the, got to see the nickel plate 190 PA unit, Doyle Loans. We got to see the SPNS 700 that's starting its little rebuilding process. 
Psalm 4449, after it had completed its rebuilding process. And then outside was the nickel plate 324 RST5 that Doyle also owns, and that's the Exeter Railroad one. And then we, of course, got a picture of that with the A-line train crossing the bridge in, over it. So all in all, that place was very interesting and fascinating, and I want to tip my hand off to Dale McCormick for finding a very good home for the SP-4449. From there, we drove down to Canby, near Canby, and found the Oregon Pacific's 1292 switch engine. I looked on Google Earth, and they said there was a switch engine at this, an engine at this Y, and sure enough, there it was, so Google Earth did not lie to me again. And then from here, we went to down on down the valley, shot another SP steam engine. A uh, little town, we found the SP station at a high school. We then went out to caught, found our first covered bridge of the trip. Then we went to Silver Thorn and found the old Southern Pacific station there. Went further south to Sweet Home. And that's where my excursion is going to be leaving from. So here I'm looking at a former Southern Pacific station with a BN Lebanon sign for the Old Oregon Electric in front of it. So pretty cool stuff. From here we went up to a covered, went to Sweet Home for a pair of big covered bridge and a little covered bridge. And then from there, we went on back over to Corvallis, where we found the Georgia and Pacific steam engine in the park. From there, we found the we found the Willamette to Corvallis switcher of the uh, Portland and Western. So he came to walk down the street running, and then a few minutes later, here came the Toledo hauler. So we actually got to see all of the railroad action in Toledo. We found the old freight depot just right around the corner from where we shot this depot, this train. And so then we did the Friday night window rail program. And we did the, you know, like we always do. And everybody liked my year of trains in the life of Chris Gensler. And I'll be showing that this Friday night. I mean, Friday night at window rail this year. So that's always a good soul. Then the next morning we got up. We went along the highway out toward Toledo and found the two covered bridges there. Went back to Oregon State State University and found the covered bridge there. We then found the uh, old Oregon Electric Station, Southern Pacific Station in Corvallis. So now we have shot all train stations in Corvallis. And then we went to Windrail, and of course Windrail consisted of the uh, swap meet, which was very good, and then the new auditorium, which was uh, much better than the old one in Stockton. I mean, it's like dark ages to the present time. And all the shows were very good. I enjoyed them all, and... That was good. The next morning, we drove on over to Garibaldi to get on the Oregon Coast excursion, and we went to Garibaldi. 
went to Wheeler, where Chris Parker got off the train, and Bob Risky did too, so they, you know, Bob chased the train. And Chris Parker got off so he could get back for his airplane flight. And then from here, we after we watered the engine, we then went uh, to the Neam River Bridge, did two photo runbys with the McLeod 25 in the pouring rain. And these shots are just absolutely beautiful. And uh, my hat's off to the Oregon Coast people for running their first excursion after winter rail with a good time to be had up by all. Of course, I got back to the airport and saw Chris Parker sitting there, so he could have stayed on for the whole trip, but he didn't, and uh, so much for that. So then the next exciting trip was my spring break trip where I took took the uh, south well, took the surf liner to L.A., used the lounge, and then went on the uh, da, 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 uh, Southwest Chief to La Plata. This year, I shot only at the new spots I had found in Missouri, so we didn't go back to any of the old regular spots, so that made it a little bit more interesting. Motor power was quite colorful. Some CSX was found. Some Kansas City Southern was found. Straight BNSF, I got the picture of the signal bridge, signal bridge at uh, the one highway crossing. You can see the one bridge from it. You have never seen the other bridge, so that was cool. And then I got a train coming underneath that westbound. Went back to the bridge right outside of Marcel, Marceline. Marceline there and caught the westbounder coming underneath that for the first time. Next day, I went east of La Plata, caught a nice little in a tank car train with a idler car and an NNS unit on it. And then uh, caught Amtrak at a brand new spot out there. Then the next morning, uh, John Green was with me. We went along the, at the uh, NS line and caught a train west of Brunswick there. Went to the bridge. Amtrak was no place to be found. So we caught another North Fork and Southern train along the lakes. And then later on at another new spot for John, I had shot here the other day. We got Amtrak coming through there. The next morning we went up to Down, Downing and found the old CB&Q station. It's a little type of a museum there. Then we went back to Medeo. This was a place we had gone the year before, and we were here in the fog, and this time we were here on a nice day. Well, went back to Goring and caught another train coming through Goring, so that was a very good La Plata Rail fan event this year. So from here I caught, got on the Capitol Limited, I mean, got on the Southwest Chief to Chicago, then took the Capital Limited, got a shot of it here in Cumberland on the way to D.C. With a layover in D.C. before my Crescent, I did the about a three-quarter mile walk to the D.C. streetcar and rode the D.C. streetcar to the end of the line. Now, of course, the D.C. streetcar is a brand-new streetcar, at this point, and the fire department wasn't even realizing it was operating, and they blocked the tracks on the way back, and uh, so be it for that. 
But all in all, they've got a good little deal going on in D.C. And then I came back to the lounge waiting for my crescent to get on, come in, had the longest dinner ever on the crescent. I told these people I wanted to get to bed because I would have to get off the salt. And so they just dragged, 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 dragged in my dinner, and I was ready to get up, and it finally came after an hour and 45 minutes waiting, which is totally unacceptable. So I just made up the top bunk and slept on the top bunk on this trip down to Salisbury. And about 10 minutes before we got there, my conductor got me up, and he put me off in Salisbury, where I got off a taxi cab and dropped somebody off. He took me to the uh, hotel I was staying at. Next morning, I taxi cab was a guy who was a member of the Transportation Museum Museum there, North Carolina Transportation Museum. And uh, he took me to the museum ground, and then I got my little pass so I could go walking around the grounds and shoot everything and even picked up a train ticket to ride later on. They had school groups on this day. So I got there, and the first thing I shot was the Southern GP30 High Nose 2601, which was hooked up to the excursion train equipment for the two NNW611 trips I would be taking. And so that allowed me to get the entire excursion consist. So I did that, so that worked out really well. Then I walked all the way back past the roundhouse and found, actually took my first picture ever of the NNW611 under steam with the Southern 6133F unit on the right, the Heritage Southern unit in the middle of the 611 on the side. Mm -hmm. So that was my first picture of the NNW under steam. So I got some good pictures of both of those other two units, walked around the ground, shot everything on the grounds this time again, and then uh, did the roundhouse and walked all the way through that. Later on, it was another shot of the 611 with nobody in front of it, so that's always a nice thing when you can get that engine with nobody in front of it. Uh, walked it back out front, got the school kids on their last trip, one of the last trips on the excursion train, and I rode the excursion train. And then I walked back, and I was rewarded with my first ever shot of the 611 moving, coming onto the Salisbury turntable. Using my head, once it had stopped on the turntable, I walked to the other side of the turntable where nobody was. Everybody was on this side of the turntable and got a gorgeous shot of the 611 on the turntable with the drivers down and just looking absolutely beautiful. So I then set up at a spot, and so then the museum train came back by, so I got a shot of the museum train and the 611 being loaded with coal, scoops of coal from a clamshell on a truck. The magical number of coal scoops will be, of course, 180 to fill the thing. So then the two southern 
units came by on the way to the front of the museum. So I got pictures of that with the 611 still being loaded. Then the 611 finally backed by that train. So I got a really nice shot of how high the coal is on that baby. Then I got a pretty good three-quart, seven-eighths shot of the 611 there. I got a good cross-section with the 611 with its drivers down. I had met Dave Presley by this point, and Dave, of course, was the whole reason I came back here because he bought me my Ashland ticket because he really wanted me to do that, and then we each bought our excursion ticket to Lynchburg, and my main purpose for going to Lynchburg was, okay, I can get two 611 trips, basically, out of this trip. Plus, that's throughout the crescent goes through overnight, so I could see the land there. So now Dave wanted to show, take me down to ride the light rail in Charlotte. Well, on the way down, we stopped by Kannapolis, and he showed me the new Amtrak station, and then we went down by the old Amtrak station. And about time, David said, guess what, Chris? We have a North Carolina passenger train coming. So we set up for him and got a coming and going shot of him. That was really a nice surprise. Then David knows his way around North Carolina really well, so we took the belt around the south side of Charlotte and then went to the I-4 or 5 station, shot the train coming in, the light rail train coming in, and then we rode it down to downtown to the current, at that point, the current end of the line, where I got another shot of it there. We rode it back, and then he came back to my hotel. We spent the night there. We spent two nights there. So then the next morning, we got up, and we drove back to the North Carolina Transportation Museum, found a place to park, and then we uh, took the 611 train from uh, Salisbury up to Lynchburg, and we were like 20 cars back, and at one point I do have a picture of the front of the train on a big curve, which makes that train look a long ways away, but he's laying down a nice thing of smoke. When we got to Lynchburg, I stayed on the train and went around the Y to get that mileage. And then we came back and we had the night train back to Salisbury. The next morning, realizing how hard it was to get out of the parking lot that night, David and I then drove back to Salisbury and parked in downtown Salisbury and then walked around the train back to our 20. 20th car again and got on that for the trip to Asheville. And at one point, I got a nice shot of the 611 with some white puffy smoke because it was a colder day on this trip. And we get a shot of them going around the curve. And of course, this was a line I really was there to ride because I knew North Fork and Southern was about to downgrade it. And so part of this line is through those loops around Old Fork, and it was one of the most unique railroad I've ever experienced, plus getting to see Andrew's geyser go full bore off was really spectacular. Okay, and of course, then we came back. So, 
at this point, I am going to take a break, and I'll be back with doing this commercial. This is the Association of American Railroads Audio Service with a report on the way the nation's freight railroads are building for the future. As the economy grows, so does the need to move raw materials, industrial products, and consumer goods. The vital link in that chain is provided by the nation's freight railroads. And they've taken a look ahead and determined they need to invest more than $160 billion over the next 20 years to carry their share of the load. That's in addition to the more than $200 billion it will cost to maintain the system. The good news is that railroads are already investing record sums, more than $6.6 billion, or almost 20% of revenues in 1999. That's a higher percentage of revenues put into capital improvements than any other industry in America. Railroad officials think they'll be able to increase those investments thanks to the Staggers Rail Act of 1980, which freed them to compete in the market against each other and against trucks and barges. They say that law has already resulted in improved productivity, lower prices to customers, and more investment. Building on that, Railroads are confident they will be able to keep up with the economy's need for even more freight transportation in the future. For the Association of American Railroads, this is Tom White in Washington. Only Donner Rails brings you exclusive railroad action entertainment, giving viewers the best seat in the house as they ride with crews of expedited freight trains over the Sierra Nevada. Check out some of our hot new titles on DVD like Cab Ride Over Donner Pass. That's good 97 stop and stretch. See how train concepts are constructed in the famed Roseville Rail Yard. Then climb aboard an EMD SD60 freight heading east over the mighty Sierra Nevada. When severe winter storms hit the Sierra Nevada's dumping up to 35 feet of snow, look out. Here comes the flanger. Every time you go up and you're on that flanger and you can't see the end of the engine, it will raise the hair on the back of your neck. Catch a ride with the Flanders Night Crew in Winter Rails Over Donner. See many other titles by visiting our website at www.donnerrails.com. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Let's Talk Train Show. And everything is going good here today. I'm actually on my regular... Uh, server, I'm not on Firefox today, so we're going to make sure see all this all works, but so far so good, because I see the streaming is sent telling me how much time I have left, and we're going to go from there. So this is, of course, your American Passenger Heritage Foundation's Let's Talk Train Show, and you're with the amazing Chris Kinsler. And uh, everything is going good here. Uh, we're just between the storms right now. So I got everything with the pool done before the show after I came home from work. And uh, I'll be riding tomorrow on Christmas Day and all that good stuff, too. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there, too, by the way. Special from me to all of you. And we'll get back with these trips now. To get back from this exciting trip, let me see where we're on next, yes. Okay, to get back from this trip, I took the Crescent, and of course, some trains have to stop in the middle of the night, and Salisbury's one of them. So David then dropped me off, and he headed back up the mountain to uh, Asheville, where he, outside where he lives. And so I did a complete photo story of the uh, Salisbury Depot, 
why I was there, having nothing but time to kill. Got into the depot, then I met a bunch of people who had been on the trips, so we all sat around and talked, which really killed, and about no, ten minutes before the train was due, I went outside to the platform and walked down to about where my sleeper would be, and sure enough, the train came in. He came in ten minutes early. He picked me up right where I had stopped, put me up on the train, and off we went during the night. So I slept all the way to Alexandria. I decided just to skip breakfast in the diner. When I got to Washington, D.C., I, of course, put my stuff in the club of cell lounge and then went to and got breakfast at McDonald's, so that took care of breakfast. And then basically I worked on the stories and met some other people and we talked and we talked and we talked and had a good time before they loaded my Capital Limited. Capital Limited, of course, is always means a trip across the Sandpatch grade, so I enjoyed that. Had a real nice steak for dinner on that train and had a really good breakfast the next morning. <laughs> Got into Chicago. We were still in the old lounge at that point. And uh, I'm going to miss that lounge because how close you were to boarding trains in Chicago. And then I took the Southwest Chief back. And then the end of this trip gets interesting because, you know, we get all the way to Riverside, California, and I realize there's a Metrolink train there. Well, that will get me back to work sooner. So I thought. And so I end up getting off the Southwest Chief out of the sleeper, say goodbye to my attendant, who was very good to me the whole trip. Got on the Metrolink train, so that gets me back to Santa Ana at 7.40 in the morning. Walk out front, and there are no taxi cabs. So I call the taxi cab number, and they tell me I'm going to have an hour and a half wait. Now, to me, that's unacceptable. So I went in and talked to the Amtrak agent, Randy, and Randy says, look, Chris, I have somebody here today, so why don't I just take you to work? So we went out to the parking structure, put my stuff in the car, and he drove me to work, which I appreciated. I was going to have Robin pick me up anyway, and then uh, we were going to go ride, but that kind of fell through when I couldn't get into the house, so... But uh, I want to thank Robin there, too, for picking me up. And he, takes, he always takes good care of me when I need rides, so that's always a good thing, too. And, of course, Robin has his own website now on train, trainweb.org, so check out his website. He's got some interesting things on it, and he's been working hard on it, so that's always a good thing. Okay, so... Oh, looky, looky, looky. No, hold on. I, I got to remember, I'm not on the hour show this morning. I mean, on the hour, I'm on the half an hour. So we're doing good. So, of course, you know, then it was back to riding my surf lining, liner trains. Of course, every once in a while, we get the Amtrak veterans units out here. We get the heritage units. Of course, the Amtrak 42 came out with its toys for tots on its nose. And that's always a colorful engine to shoot. Breaks up the monotony out here. Of course, we had the BNSF units on the Metrolink trains, too. So that made shooting Metrolink trains a little bit more fun for a 
while. And so that was quite nice. Now, the next thing we did, and of course the first week in May was the Bulletin Railroad Days. Steve was in La Plata this year, so we did not have a booth, so that made my life a lot easier. So Disneyland brought over their number one steam engine. We had the 3751 on display, the various passenger cars, plus the Amtrak Veterans Unit and the Veteran Unit cab car. And so it was quite the experience. And, of course, I got a shot of the 768 train coming by, the two veteran Amtrak units, and a kind of wide shot picture. That really made for a nice shot of it under the clouds, so that was kind of cool. Bulletin Railroad Days was interesting. Now, the next L.A. Museum, Transportation Museum trip they did was a pre-trip on the Expo line all the way to Santa Monica. So this would proceed of us taking the Metrolink train to L.A. And, of course, here I have a picture of three BNSF units and one Metrolink cab car at Union Station before we took the, followed the group on the subway, and then we got in the first car of the long, of the Expo line train. We got up to Culver City. We got off, another group got on, we waited for the next train. Once they got on, I got on, and I stood in the doorway, So, and I shot pictures all the way out. So in that story, you get the trip pictures all the way out to um, Santa Monica. We got out to Santa Monica, we followed each other out to the restaurant, which was in the shopping mall just to the west, northwest of where the station is. Had a good lunch there, all included in our ticket, so we didn't have to pay anything. And then we came back and we uh, took a group picture of everybody in the group. So Chris Parker's in that group, Robin's in that group, and all the other people. And then we took a trip back, and we Larry Borneo was there too, come to think of it, because I'm looking at him in the picture. And then uh, he came back, and uh, we rode the train back to Culver City, dropped off one guy at one of the new stops, so he was the first person ever to detrain to go home from that station. And then we uh, went back to Union Station, and then departed in peace and came home. So that was a trip to Santa Monica. Then and I then made another trip out to uh, the Beaumont Hill region. So we shot a bunch of trains. We shot the rock train, gravel train that goes between there and Gardena. And then we went all the way down into the trees down by Indio for a uh, Nice UP train with a couple NNS units on the way back, and then wrapping it up in San Timito Canyon with 5444 East on the little loops there. And always a nice shot, and everybody enjoyed that. Now, before we keep going here, 
I did the Sears race train, and this year I did it with Bart and Sarah Jennings, and we had Dave Arthur with us on the train, and uh, we all had a good time out to Sears Point. And, uh... Hear that? That's the sound of new homes being built in Windsor, Colorado. Don't need that. Sorry about that, folks. I hit the wrong thing. And, uh... Of course, we got the pictures uh, at Sears Point, and then we have the picture of the race. So now I'm going to just click through all those NRHS pictures I shot, and we'll continue onward here. It's amazing how fast you can go through something like you click click things on the computer, because I'm already going along to... I'm in Cheyenne. I'm in... Lyman, I'm in Tom, Tiny Town, I'm in the Georgetown Loop, I'm in the Powder River Basin. That was a good trip, it really was. And if anybody wants to hear that show, it's the last show before this one. So you can just play the show below it and hear everything that we did. Now Elizabeth's with us, Chris Barker's now back, Robin and I heard at the convention, Pikes Peak. Moving right along, now we're heading home, and I'm standing on the corner. Okay, there we go. So my mom and I did a our usual summer trip, and this year we went up to Pismo Beach, and so we got to go starlight at uh, Guata, south of Guadalupe. A couple of days later, we were going to Sacramento, and I took her on the route along the track, so I got a picture of a BNSF freight tossed into that. We went up and saw my brother, Bruce's two boys, and Carla, Eric and Adam, so it was good to see them again. Coming back, we shot low-level Amtrak trains at Balico, and then... Uh, the BNSF freight train crossing the Merced River, BNSF train, Amtrak train at Guernsey, BNSF train at Sandrini, and then, of course, another low-level San Joaquin train just south of Shafter. Okay. Oh, this isn't taking as long as I thought it was going to do. So we may just cut this show shorter and be done with it. Yes, I can do that. So here we go. Now, the next thing, I'm back home. Uh, I ride my trains. I start seeing trains, Amtrak engines. This time we have the 156 on the Surfliner. So that was really kind of cool. And then in October, we had three weekends of no Amtrak train service and ridiculous Metrolink train service. So I needed to find some new trains. Well, after I started thinking for a while, I found an El Dorado Express train in El Dorado Park in Long Beach. So Robin Bowers and I did that. And then we went up from there on that same day to Descanso Garden. And they have a nice little 12-inch train there. And so that worked out really well to keep me quite interesting. Okay, I think I'm up for a break, so we will take a break with that, and we will come back after this break. 
Join us and help us make the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation better than ever. Your membership will help us further enhance our exhibits and attractions in north-central Missouri, including the Let's Talk Train Show. Our goal is to set up a museum dedicated to passenger rail history, including Amtrak, located in La Plata, Missouri. Memberships and contributions from friends like you will help us achieve this goal. For more information about the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation, membership, and opportunities available, visit our website, www.aprhf.org. Are you tired of having to click and click and click to watch train videos on the web? Well, why don't you do what I did and give your fingers a break? TheRailChannel.com has great shows every week. They show contemporary and vintage programs that focus on real railroading and model railroads. If it runs on rails, I'm sure you'll find it on the Rail Channel. The programs are updated every Monday, and best of all, you can sit and watch it in full screen with only one click. Head on over to TheRailChannel.com right now. That's all one word, TheRailChannel.com. Watch it. Operation Lifesaver presents a 60-second lesson in common sense. Deodorant is not a shower. It's wrong to feed a baby salsa. Don't wear a kilt on a windy day. Never ask a bride why she's wearing white. Don't keep mouthwash next to the antifreeze. Heave on hoe, not on heave. Don't sniff a green sausage. Close your mouth when you hang glide. Don't tap dance on the roof in an ice storm. Don't go swimming in leather pants. If you're in a parade, wave. Never eat a burrito before a road trip. Don't wear lace to a rodeo. One's a malt ball, one's a mothball. Always walk with pie. Never practice nunchucks in a crowded room. Never leave a plant near the litter box. Don't buy sushi on sale. Flowers with thorns make lousy corsages. Don't put a knock-knock joke in a eulogy. Cherry chapstick doesn't taste as good as it smells. Always take your shirt off before you iron it. Do I look fat? The answer is no. And most importantly, never, ever, ever forget your common sense around railroad tracks. A train can come from any direction, on any track, at any time. A message from Operation Lifesaver. Visit commonsenseuseit.com. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Let's Talk Train Show, the American Passenger Rail's Let's Talk Train Show. You're with the amazing Chris Kinsler. We're talking about my 2016. Things are going good here, and uh, we may cut this short, short if we run out of things to talk about, which is always quite possible, but sometimes with me, no, it's not. So we then continue on our worry thing. Now, the next train I did all by myself, and that was because it was in Santa Ana. And in all the years I lived in Santa Ana, I never did the Zufari Express train. So, the Zufari Express train is a train at the Santa Ana Zoo, and it takes you on a trip around a lot of the zoo, not all of it. And you get to actually see some of the animal collections they have from the train. Like C is for cow, P is for pig, H is for horse, etc. Then you can make up your own T is for tractor, etc. But they run a nice little train there. And uh, so I rode the train with several other people. And then when we came back, I walked back into the zoo and found my spot to get my picture and I got a real nice picture of the train as the train's coming around there's one kid on the train and this kid refuses to wave at me so that was the Santa Ana Sioux train glad I did it I did that before I did my Metrolink train down the ocean side and back on that day 
So not too bad. Okay, next. Ooh, hold on here. I think I've got something out of order here. And if I do, so be it. Yes, I do. I got two shot, shot slides backwards. Okay. Um, okay, next we went out to, next Saturday after that, we went out to Tom's Farm out in Corona, south of Corona on the 15s out there. And they run a nice little train around their property. It's a small loop at the north end and a big loop at the south end. So Robin and I get on the train. We go through the covered bridge, and my camera won't take any pictures. So I'm going, shit, you know, what do you do? Okay, take out the battery, take out the memory card, put them back in, try it, okay, it now it's going to work. So we take a second trip, pay the 2 $3 or whatever it is, ride the train again, get more pictures. Then I decide I need a third trip to get the pictures of stuff on the other side of the train. So we do that, and we do that. So we gave them $9 of our money, and we got three trips on the train. So that was kind of cool. From there, we went to the Orange County Modelers. And Jeff Hartman and I had was down here years ago, but we never bothered to for me to write a story about it. So no, this time we rode behind a Southern Pacific painted daylight engine and uh, had a good time down there. Then we hung around and shot other trains coming by where we set up for our pictures and a good time was had by all in Costa Mesa. So then after that, we then, the following week, next day, we went up and found the Griffiths Park Southern Railroad. And they're part of the L.A. Park system. They have two trains they can run on a mile-long loop, loop of track, big loop of track at the south end of Griffith Park. So we got pictures of from the train of the train, of course, and then did that. From here, we went to the L.A. Live Steamers. Once again, I was pulled by an SP Daylight engine. So that was really kind of cool, a PA for that matter. From here, we went to Travel Town, and there's a nice shot of the three locomotives signed at Travel Town. And then we rode the Melody Land Express around Travel Town. And on the second trip, I rode the first one, Robin rode the second one. And it's actually a picture of Robin in that story. Okay, then the next trip, we did the drove up and we caught the San Joaquin train coming around the curve where there used to be a grove. So that opened up the curve there. Further up the road, we got another BNSF train for my flood canal channel. Then we did the El Dorado and Western trip from Shingle Springs up to El Dorado, and there's a picture of the pumpkin on the front of that train, so that made for that train kind of cool. Then there, we drove, shot everything in Shingle Springs in the morning, then drove up to El Dorado and shot everything in El Dorado, then drove back down, found some small ball colors, and then uh, came back, rode the speeders up to El Dorado, and then rode the speeders back. Uh, 
Then from here, we did the Folsom Park Railroad, and here they have a miniature railroad that has a steam engine, the number one, the Cricket, that gives you a nice trip down from the little depot under the trees down to a big loop at the south end of the property, come back, and then you go around back by where you came from, and you come by. It's with a real nice little steam engine called the Cricket. So we did that. And then the next day, we, we drove back down to Merced, caught an Amtrak train ride at sunset. Merced the next morning, they were in the Valley Thule Fog. And from the Thule Fog, we drove out along the BNSS line. There's a steam engine, derelict little steam engine on at Planda, just off of Highway One at Highway 120, which in all the years we were up there, I never shot a picture of it, so we shot it this year. And then we found a BNSF train in the siding, and I got a shot of him with the sun coming up, so that's a really cool shot. Next, we drove back down to through Madeira, and then we got near the San Joaquin River. We hit the Thule Fog again. We knew we had a BNSF, I mean, another San Joaquin train coming. So we set up, got to the grade crossing, about 30 seconds to spare. I got across and got the train of the engine popping out of the fog and going back into the fog. And then next, we then caught the San Joaquin train down south of Stowe and got a good going away shot there. The last thing I have done was built, no, we have done a couple other things. Bill Compton and I did the trip out to Beaumont Hill and we shot at West Palm Springs all the way up to West Palm Springs and then shot off the new bridge out there where we got the SB Daylight engine on one train and then got the gravel train coming back by us. And then I got a shot of some fall colors in San Timoteo Canyon. I think the UP is going to stand out. Next, we did the Tioga Pass trip down to San Diego, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Chris and Robin did it. It was Robin's first time on an open platform. Chris wasn't feeling too well, so he stayed on the train. Climbing Miramar, you notice we have a California car-painted superliner car in the consist, and then uh, after that, there's a trolley shot. After I had had my steak dinner down in uh, Chula Vista, walked over and shot the trolley coming back by me before I took it back in and rode the car back. And then the last thing of the year at, up to this point was 3751 coming to LA Union Station for Toys for Tots. So that meant taking the Metrolink doing my usual surfliner train down to Oceanside Metrolink up. Found a Metrolink 905, one of their new Tier 5 F-125s on display, so that made me happy to finally see it. And then uh, went out along the L.A. River and watched the various trains passing. 
And then probably the funkiest move of the year was when the... Well, first we had my Metrolink train coming out, so I shot told the engineer I was going to shoot him, and then we, of course, had 572 come out, 567 go in. Uh, we had a train cross the L.A. River. You have the San Bernardino Metrolink trains go in and out of Union Station. You can see them from this viewpoint. The Southwest Chief came out. Then train 769 came in, and finally we got the flashing yellow. And uh, here came the uh, Tioga Pass leading. You had the Amber Trail and the Overland Trail, and then you had the Santa Fe 751 hooked up to the Pacific Parlor car, to a lounge car, Superliner lounge car, to a Surfliner car, and to the you know, F-59, 420, and they back to train in the Union Station, and then so much for that, and then I took the train home. And with that, that's been my 2010 minus the NRHS convention. So now you're saying, Chris, what do you have planned for next year? Well, I'm going to tell you what I got planned for next year. I'm going to do a trip where I go up and see Bob and Elizabeth up in Linwood, and we're going to. I'm taking the Coast Starlight to Portland, and then I'm going to take a Talgo up to Seattle. I will then uh, meet Bob and Elizabeth. We're going to do the main Main Street streetcar line that will be brand new for me. Elizabeth and I will then ride the Coast Sounder down to Lakewood, and from the Freight House Station to Lakewood will be new for me. And then from there, we will, the next day, drive up to Canada so I can do the new Green Line extension, or we might take the train up. We haven't decided that yet. Then the next morning, get the Empire Builder, and then I'll ride the two new little pieces of the Seattle light rail I haven't done and then I'll come back from that and then probably do a, another trip someplace before that got my winter rail planned for that NRHS next year is in Nashville so we'll keep you abreast of that and uh, so that's what I know I'm doing next year. Sometime next year, I'll pass 1,500,000 miles. So that should be a nice little thing to keep me going. So, folks, with that, uh, I don't have much left to say. I'd like to thank you all for listening to the special version of the Let's Talk Train Show. So whenever you listen to it, sit back, enjoy it, and... I'm going to say bye-bye to you. Bye-bye. Yes, I do. I want to end it now.